Welcome to the Path to Podcast Success. My name is Evan Johnson, and I want to share with you how to develop and maintain a successful podcast. My guests and I will discuss all things podcasting and how your podcast can become an essential part of your business. That means more revenue, better relationships with your audience, and so much more. If you haven't already, check out our website at ipodcastedit.com and enter your email address to get each episode delivered directly to your inbox, along with some other free information I'm sure you'll find useful. Get ready to turn on your mic and join me on the path to podcast success. Hey everybody, and thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the path to podcast success. Today's episode, Monica Louis of the Flourish to Seven Figures podcast will share how podcasting has helped prepare her for public speaking how it has helped her reach a wider audience, and much more. And also, this is really special, uh, Monica had a special resource created just for listeners of this show. Uh, So make sure to check that out at monicalouis.com slash Evan. That link will be in the show notes as well, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Thank you. Hi, Monica. Thank you so much for being willing to come on the show today. I have been looking forward to this. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. So I like to start off in the same place with all my guests, and that is, what was your biggest fear of podcasting when you first were starting out, and did that fear end up coming true? My biggest fear when starting my podcast was that I knew that I wanted to do a mix of interviews and solo shows, and I didn't want to ramble. I wanted to make sure that I was getting to the point and I, I think I was a little bit nervous that I didn't feel like I was a very polished speaker. And so I think that I'm working on that. And I know that podcasting consistently helps with that. And with, as far as the rambling goes, I always make very detailed notes about what I'm going to talk about. So I don't think that I, that has come to fruition. Uh, I know like when I've been a podcast guest, I mean, sometimes I wonder if I'm rambling, but then when I listen to other people be guests on podcasts, uh, I think it's just something that I'm very self-conscious of. And, and I think that that's kind of welcome is that people want to hear, you know, from the guest and want to hear their story and, you know, whether that's a, you know, short soundbite or a longer, more in-depth story, people want to hear it. So I, I think that that's something that I really don't need to worry about too much. Um, but I just, I just know that I want my show to be valuable. And so that's something that I'm always aware of. Yeah. And that's a big part of podcasting is listening as well. Like if you're on the interviewer side of it, I mean, you want your guests to talk a lot about lots of different things, right? I mean, ask a question. You don't just want a yes or no. You want a long answer. Absolutely. So. Yes. And, and knowing that, I mean, because I do interviews with my show as well, like I, I definitely want people to expand on their answer, you know, and not necessarily wait for those prompts. And so I think I have a different perspective now that I'm into it. Yeah. And how, how long have you been podcasting for now? My podcast launched in May. So it's what, just over four months old, or maybe almost five months old now. And so, um, so yeah, so it's been a few months and it's been a great experience. Nice. How have, and have you found it's gotten easier over time? Like, like, you know, making sure that you stick, stick to the points you want to talk about and, and stuff like that with those kinds of fears, has it improved over time? I think that I'm, I'm, I feel a lot more confident with my podcasting now. Yeah. I think that I, I still make a lot of notes and details in my notes. So I think I spend a lot of time on my show notes when I do my solo 
solo episodes uh, to make sure that like I'm including stories because I want it to be interesting. I, I'm very analytical and detail oriented. And so I, I teach about Facebook ads. That's my wheelhouse. And so with Facebook ads, you know, I can be very specific and to the point, but I know when people want to hear and learn about it, they want to hear the stories. They want to hear the case studies. So making those notes to kind of prompt myself to think of those ahead of time has been really helpful, but I do feel like I'm a lot more confident now. I've gotten a lot of great feedback about my podcast. So that's been great that, you know, people, I know or people that I run into, um, people that I just met, somebody just emailed me the other day saying, I met him at a conference a couple months ago, or no, just last month, I met him at a conference. And since we had this conversation, he ended up finding my podcast. He listened to every single episode. He uh, ended up um, joining my email list and then he purchased my program and he was very, you know, he was thanking me for all of the value and the content and he's excited to dive into the program. And so that was, you know, that's, some, that's an impact that I didn't realize, or I didn't know that. So well, my podcast being so young that it could actually make. Um, and so, and then people that I had no idea even knew that I had a podcast are sharing it and, you know, saying that they're listening to it. And so that's been really, really kind of insightful and, and eye-opening that, you know, I think word is getting out. And um, I guess I had this, you know, this kind of vision in my mind, you know, be patient, like it's not going to explode. And, and as far as download numbers, you know, I don't think they're, they're through the roof, but, um, but people are hearing and I see that it's growing, you know, ever, you know, over time. And so that's really exciting. Yeah. How, how long did it take? So, you know, you're a couple, your podcast is only a couple months old, but you're already seeing a return on the investment, you know, with time and everything into the podcast. How long did it take to begin to start seeing that kind of a return? Well, really, I mean, the way, the reason why I decided to do a podcast is because I'm in it for the long game. I know that my favorite podcasts that I follow um, and my favorite mentors online most of the time I have that relationship where I go to them, you know, to learn and, and see what the latest episode is that they have, or, you know, the latest piece of content or latest program or whatever it is that they're offering. It's because when I found their podcast, I binge listened from the start. So I found it, you know, I fell in love and I was like, okay, I got to know everything I can, you know, about what they're teaching. And so I binge listened to their podcast and that helped to build the relationship. And so for me, that's what my goal is with my podcast is that I hope that it's valuable. I hope episode, every single episode, you know, has those, those gold nuggets, you know, for people to take and implement in their business. But um, I also know that it's a great relationship builder. And so with that, I mean, I think that that will, that piece will come over time. But I mean, as I just mentioned that with that person who just reached out to me this week, you know, um, it's already, it's already happening. You know, he and I had a conversation, so we had met in person. So that certainly helped to, to build the relationship, but then he felt that he needed to go, you know, digest my content. And that was really great. Did you have an audience before you started your podcast or did, did your podcast come as a way to help build an audience? Yeah. So, um, I guess audience, yes, but because I have a website and email list, I've had my business, um, for the last, uh, almost three years actually. And, um, and so I've been growing and my network, I, I really have my network. I had a blog, but I wasn't updating it consistently. Um, so I run a Facebook ads agency and then I also have my course and my students and group coaching and, and then uh, when time permits private coaching as well. And so I have a lot of things going on in my business that are making me money where the free content side of things, because the, you know, the paid content, um, was, 
was, you know, taking off very quickly that I was focusing my time on that. And so as far as the blog, the blog kind of became back burner that it was a place, you know, to share with their updates and, and, um, you know, around Facebook ads and case studies that we could share and, and things like that. But it wasn't, it wasn't, um, something that we were prioritizing to update consistently. So with the podcast, because I love listening to podcasts myself, I figured that, you know, people who are like me, who are going to be interested in following me and learning from me are also probably, you know, interested in listening to podcasts. And so I decided that that could be a fun way to, to hold me to a schedule, to be accountable that every single week I'm coming out with an episode, you know, to build that trust that every single Thursday, a new episode comes out. And so I think it's helping to grow my audience and it's helping to build the relationship with the audience. So yes, I did have an email list before, um, and a network. And so that's helpful. Um, but I think that this is my path to building the relationship with my audience and growing my audience over time. Right. Yeah. No, I found I've, uh, had similar experiences as well. It's a good relationship builder, both with, you know, guests and with audio, you know, listeners as well. So you mentioned that you did, do you do a combination of interview and solo episodes? Yes. So every other week I do an interview show and then every other week I do a solo episode and that's really so that I can, um, you know, I, I have that schedule. I don't know if anybody really, you know, when they listen to the podcast, they kind of like have picked up on that, you know, if they've listened to every episode probably, but um, it's not something that I've like published externally, but it's for me so that I love the, I love relationship building. That's one of the things that I love about what I do is that I love working with my clients, love working with my students. I love uh, going to conferences and meeting people, meeting other entrepreneurs. And so, you know, being able to interview people and share their stories and share what's working to help them grow their businesses is a great relationship builder. But then um, I can also, I have a lot of people in my network that have amazing stories and, and expertise to share. So I love to connect with them and give them, you know, a way to share their expertise. Um, but then also with the solo shows, because I want to do more public speaking, more speaking and feel more confident in speaking, then I am, you know, challenging myself with doing a solo show every other episode so that I know it's coming. I know I'm planning for it. I'm thinking of those content ideas, what those topic ideas are. And then I can, you know, hopefully over time get a lot better where I don't have to take as long with my detailed notes. Um, you know, I can just go, um, you know, write out in some quick bullet points and then kind of, kind of hit record. I was talking to my friend, um, Scott Volker, he has uh, the Amazing Seller podcast, which he started that in 2015. And he's a great public speaker. I think, um, well, looking at him now, it seems that speaking comes naturally to him. But I was asking him, you know, how, what is your prep like for your solo shows? You know, how long do you prepare? And he's like, oh, I just write a down a few bullet points and I hit record and I go. And so I think, you know, maybe I'll get there. Maybe, you know, maybe I won't get to that to that extreme because I like to think things through and make sure that I'm very like, you know, I'm planning ahead and in, in what I want to say, because I don't want to record a, an episode on a topic and then think later, Oh, I should have said this. I should have said that. So I kind of pick, pick my topic and then I spend some time kind of thinking about it, you know, over the next few days before I um, actually sit down to like draft out my notes and then record it. Right. And I know that that is, I'm sure that that's a fear that a lot of people might have is the public speaking side of podcasting. Um, because you're, you know, you're speaking and people are listening, right? But it isn't true public speaking because it's, you know, it's recorded and released later. Would you, have you found that 
a podcast is a good stepping stone, if you will, to like speaking on a stage or something along those lines? Absolutely. Because it helps you kind of refine your messaging. So you can talk about the same topic, but in different ways and, you know, have different points and then you can break it out and have separate episodes about it or, you know, put it all in one episode. Um, so, so that can help you kind of craft your messaging and, and figure out, you know, if you test different stories for the, you know, to give analogies and examples, you can test that with your podcast. And so I've, I have my podcast and, um, and I talk about Facebook ads and my solo shows a lot just because the the podcast isn't solely about Facebook ads, but because that's what I do, that's what I teach. I want to have those foundational episodes, especially as it's, you know, early on where I can refer people back to, you know, episode three, if they want to learn about this episode five, if they want to learn about that. And, um, so that I can point people back to those, but then it also helps me to kind of, um, refine my messaging so that when I'm ready to speak publicly, then, you know, I know how to say it and I feel much more confident. And so I've been doing more public speaking this year. My goal was to do, um, four live events, um, this year, speaking live in person <laughs> at, at, at events. And, um, and I found that as the year went on and I was doing more and more that I felt less nervous and I felt much more confident in my content because I've been teaching this now for a few years, but also I have the podcast where I'm teaching it, you know, consistently. And so I think it helps you, you know, the more that you can practice with your messaging, then the more confident you're going to be in any speaking situation, whether you're on a stage in a front, you know, in front of hundreds of people, or if you're doing a webinar, or if you're speaking to a small group, telling people, you know, what you do, whatever the case may be, the more you practice that messaging, then the more confident you're going to be. And a podcast is a great way, especially if you're committing to that consistent schedule, it's a great way to, to practice. And then also that's more touch points that are out there published for people to hear your message, hear, you know, what you do and what you teach over time so that when they're ready, like in my case, when they're ready to jump in to learn Facebook ads, you know, hopefully if they've listened to my podcast or at least a few episodes of it, that they think of me when the time comes for, for them to dive into that. Right. Okay. Yeah. So let's dive a little bit deeper into your podcast as it relates to as it relates to your business, because you've mentioned, you know, how you do Facebook ads and um, how, so how does your podcast fit in? How does your podcast fit into your overall business strategy, would you say? Sure. So I'm using it to, to grow my audience. So to build the relationship, but then also with that, I want to be able to get back in front of people. And so every single podcast episode, I have a call to action, um, to download my free Facebook ad starter kit. And so that's my free guide that walks them through the six simple steps to creating high converting campaigns. And I've got a checklist in there. Um, I've got a glossary in there for, you know, terms of people are brand new to Facebook ads and they might be unfamiliar with some of the common terms. And so I offer that on every single episode. And then when it's relevant, I also might mention, you know, if you're interested in working with me. So if I am talking about, I just did an episode or an episode just came out about how to hire the right Facebook ads agency. So I talked a lot about my team and how we work with our clients and, and our processes to make sure that we're, you know, representing our clients well, representing the brand well, working with our clients on messaging, but taking as much as we can off their plate. And so, you know, that was very, uh, it led very well into, you know, if you're interested in learning more about working with my team and me, then you can go to monaglui.com slash WWM to check out our work with me page. Um, and so 
so that's where I'll give calls to action when they, when they make sense. But then also like with Facebook ads, when anything comes up regarding Facebook ads, then I'll point people to my earlier episodes where I'm really diving into the foundations of Facebook ads when I think it might be relevant, you know, to have that background if you're not, you know, cause now I'm going into much more, um, much more advanced strategies with Facebook at, with my podcast episodes. And so I want to be able to point people back to the more foundations. You know, if you're, if you're brand new, then check out these episodes. So I, I do a lot of calls to action to refer people back to previous episodes so that they can build that relationship with me. But then also I always uh, have the call to action to join my email list. Um, and then if it, you know, if it makes sense, like if I'm, if I'm, um, interviewing somebody that has a product that I think is going to be relevant to my, um, to my audience, then I might share that, you know, the call to action is to check out, um, you know, my affiliate link for their product or whatever it is. Yeah. So do you, does your podcast like in and of itself make any money or is it just like you were talking about part of, part of your funnel, you know, part of helping people get to those different pages? Yeah. So right now I don't make any, um, money from, I don't have any sponsorships or anything like that. We're looking into it. Um, and cause I've, I've heard that you can, you know, even with, um, you know, not a huge, you know, huge download numbers that you can still make money from your podcast. So we're looking into it, but I also want to think strategically around, you know, what the call to action I want people to, you know, walk away with is. So is it right. that I want them to go, you know, um, go check out something that is sponsoring the show or do I want them to, uh, you know, really join my email list and download the free guide so that they can, you know, begin that path of learning Facebook ads for me with, you know, f- with me. And, um, and so I think it might depend. Um, I haven't really gone down that route too much, but at some point, I mean, it would be nice because it is a lot of work to, to know that the podcast is, you know, sustaining itself. Um, and you know, the, the time that I put in, the time my team puts in and we have a podcast editor. And so, um, that would be nice to know that it is, you know, self-sustaining piece of the business. And I know other people where they have, you know, very successful podcasts that, you know, that is an income stream for their business. And so it definitely is a revenue generator. Right. Okay. And you mentioned that you have a podcast editor. Dive a little bit more into what parts of the podcast process that you do and what parts you outsource. Sure. So I, um, my team, I have a team member that kind of helps me with my content, um, manage my content. And so we'll brainstorm topics, topic ideas together and kind of, um, and our schedule, our podcast, you know, episode release schedule and everything and coordinating the interviews that I do, um, for my podcast. And, um, and so she works with me on making sure that all of the tasks are created. We use Asana for our project management tool. And so once everything is ready, I have tasks to, draft the episode. So basically that's where I am, you know, writing down my notes. If I'm doing a solo show or I'm preparing for the interview that I'm about to do, you know, I'm researching my guest. I'm thinking of questions ahead of time. I like to have the, the interviews be a little bit more natural, but I also want to have some questions to come back to, you know, as well. So I like to, you know, research what their expertise is. If there's somebody who's new to me, I want to make sure that I've done my, my work up front so that I know what to talk to them about so I can get the best, you know, interview out of them for the show. Um, and so I will have a task to prepare that and then we'll do the recording of the interview. And then, um, 
then I will do the intro and outro. Um, and, or if I'm doing the solo episode, I'll have, you know, time to record and I'll record. Um, usually I go straight through, I'll start with the intro and then I'll go into the content and then I'll do the, um, the closing, you know, outro, um, and call to action there. And so once I have that all recorded, then I uploaded it, I upload it to Google drive and then I send my podcast editor an email saying, okay, episode, whatever is ready to go. And, um, and then my, assistant really takes it from there. So once the editor says, okay, you know, the final, final product is, is back to you, then, um, then she will take it and she'll get it all ready to publish and she'll write the show notes. And then we schedule everything as far as the, the show notes on the, on the website and then also social media. So she'll create social media images and, um, the, um, we use headliner as our tool to pull in the audio into a social post that we can publish. And then she'll also, if we have a guest on the show, she'll email the guests when the episode is coming out and here are some images and things that you can share, you know, if you'd like to, um, to help spread the word about your episode. So, um, so that's our process. And then we just continue to, to share them on social media. Right. Okay. How does it work? How, how have you found the process of having one person to do the audio and another person to do the like the other parts like the shows and such versus one person doing both do you have a preference or or do you like having the two sep- uh, tasks separate um we well we haven't done it any other way and so right. so i don't know i i mean i guess when we were planning the podcast we were thinking about you know if we could outsource show notes that would be helpful but my assistant she i mean she helps me with drafting my social media and she already knows how like how to speak in my voice and we work together very closely right. um so right now the the show notes aren't extremely detailed we have all the um you know links and resources that are mentioned we have a little bit about what the what the show is going to be about so people can you know land on the show notes page and see, you know, if it's applicable to them and they want to listen. Um, so that's something that we've considered, you know, is outsourcing the, sh- outsourcing the show notes. Um, but right now it, I think it makes sense to keep it in house. It would be nice to, to test outsourcing it and see if we can get somebody, you know, to provide the show notes. I know other people, you know, very successfully outsource their show notes and, or their editor does, you know, all of it. So I know that there are options out there like that, but this is what we've done, you know, just to get, get going. And really, I mean, it was a learning process in the beginning to figure out what I want, even wanted included in the show notes and how I wanted them to be formatted. So I think that that's why we started that way. And then our editor, um, it, I think when we hired our editor, it seemed like he, um, his wheelhouse was editing and not so much show notes. And so then we decided that we would just keep the show notes in house for now. Right. Okay. Yeah, no, I always like, I'm always interested to see what, what different people's processes are because that's what I do. I do podcast production and it's interesting to see how other people have handled this process and how different people have, have taken on those different responsibilities. Um, so I think that's very interesting. Um, it is true. Everyone's show notes are a little bit different. I mean, there's no, you know, there's no rules around it. So it's always interesting to see how people do their show notes differently. Um, yeah. So, um, you know, as, as we kind of wind down the show, I'd like to ask what, you know, for those people out there who are unsure about whether or not a podcast would be a good fit for, for them or their business, what would you, what would you say to them? I think that if your audience or your ideal, you know, customers are listening to podcasts, then I think it definitely can be a great fit. Um, and, and 
the platform is growing. You know, more and more people are being introduced to podcasts. I went to podcast movement this year and I can't remember, of course, the stats now, but it seems like, you know, like podcasts are still in their infancy. And so, but more and more people are being introduced to podcasts and learning, you know, how to listen to podcasts and, and what that's all about and learn and listening to podcasts in different ways as well. So, um, so I think that we're still like in the beginning stages of podcasting and there's a lot of potential. There are very few active podcasts that are actively publishing. So, um, so I think it's a great way to get in now to build that relationship with your audience, with your ideal customer. And, um, and then also, you know, if you, if you share, if you teach, you know, information like I do, um, that's how you can share your expertise. That's how you can establish your expertise. So I know there are different ways to do it, um, for like physical products versus info products. But, um, but I think that you can, you know, see other people maybe in different niches, but in similar spaces and see what they're doing. And if they're successfully using a podcast, then I would definitely look into it. You mentioned before we started recording that you had a resource for Facebook ads. Talk a little bit about that. Sure. And you said yeah. you had a resource. Yeah. So um, it's my free Facebook ad starter kit that I would love to offer to your audience. Um, so it's a, it's a PDF guide download, but it takes you through the six steps uh, to create campaigns that convert. And as I mentioned earlier, um, there's a checklist uh, because I myself love checklists. And so um, I, I put it all together so that it's really easy for you to see what information you need, what, what you need to think through. So you go into the ads manager with confidence to create your next Facebook ad campaign, and you can use it for creating Instagram ad campaigns as well. So, um, so it takes you through that, and it's got the the glossary if you're new to the world of Facebook ads and the terminology in there. And um, I've gotten a lot of great feedback about it, and so they can find that at monicalouis.com/evan. Oh, thank you so much. I, I I really appreciate that. Yeah, I will definitely um, have that resource in the show notes for uh, for my listeners to to go check out. Um, that's very incredible because I know Facebook ads um, is definitely a, a you know, a, a big world, you know, a big, a big subject that a lot of people don't know a lot about. So I think um, I really appreciate that resource uh, for my listeners because I know that that's definitely something that a lot of people don't know a lot about, but could really benefit from. So thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you. Well, my goal is to simplify Facebook ads. I feel like mm -hmm. when I was learning Facebook ads, it felt very intimidating, very overwhelming. You know, I felt ver very nervous to, you know, hit publish and to, um, you know, put money into something that I just, you know, hoped would work. And so I want to take kind of that fear out of like you're doing with, you know, podcasting, taking the fear out of podcasting. I want to take the fear out of Facebook ads. So I want to simplify yeah. it and, you know, walk you through the steps and so I've gotten a lot of great feedback from my teaching that, that I, I uh, teach it in a very approachable way. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's having it be approachable, like you said, and having a teaching and, and a place for people to go to, to not be so confused about Facebook ads is very important. So yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. Again, I really appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. And thank you. Um, thank you for being on the show and where, you know, if people want to find out more about you and what do you do, what other links can they, can they go to? Sure. So you can definitely check out my podcast, Flourish to Seven Figures. Um, you can go to flourish to seven figures.com. Um, my main website is monicalouis.com and you can find me on Instagram at flourish with Monica. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again for being on the show and sharing all of that incredible value. I really appreciate you taking the time to, to be on the show. 
Yeah, thank you, Evan. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Path to Podcast Success. Make sure to head over to ipodcastedit.com to check out the show notes and get each episode of the show delivered right to your inbox. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or whichever audio service you use. If you want to continue the conversation or you have a topic you'd like me to discuss on a future episode of the show, please don't hesitate to reach out. Thank you again for tuning in. And I'll see you on the next episode as we continue down the path to podcast success.